0: Okay, Clay, so whatever, how many episodes were in? Seven episodes since Voyager's first season to this point. We've always commented on the fact that the Maquis lose their Maquis uniforms and put on the Starfleet uniforms a little bit early. They do it in the pilots, and then they carry on just because they need to have matching wardrobe, apparently. This was the the first episode I was actually... I thought that the show actively damaged itself with the uniform changes. There's a Harry, Kim, and Belana Torres conversation in this one where they're talking about who is missing who at home and Belana doesn't have any family that she misses and oh, Kim yeah. is all about missing people. She calls him Starfleet as like a derogatory, like a, or not derogatory, but as like a nickname, like a pet name for him. But she's wearing the uniform mm-hmm. and it really undermines what they're trying to do there. She should not be in a Starfleet uniform at this point. I haven't really cared about that until this point, but this is the first time I thought that there was like a writing example where it didn't make sense that they were dressed in the same clothing.
1: Well, you know, it's like when you move to a new school and you talk about the school that you go to. And you're like, well, at my school, blah, 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 blah. And then your people who are in your class go, you're in this school now. Or did you forget? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So it happens. Swirly and take take the lunch money. Yeah, it takes
0: a while to get accustomed to to a new town. Understandable. It was... um it was a nice little conversation. I just I wish that she was wearing yeah like a a cutoff t shirt or something with a bandana, and he was in his oh stark I'm right there with uniform.
1: you, speaking my language. <laughs> Cut off sleeves. I got Rick. some. Cut off sleeves. Uh, hi, excuse me, Michael. Michael this is Rick Berman, co-creator of the show. What if this episode we shoot a probe right up the ass of a
0: giant inter- <laughs> interdimensional being? <laughs> But it's a real tight hole they got there, Michael. You understand what I'm talking about. This probe. The
1: smallest hole
0: you can find, <laughs> and the probe is just too big. I've, I've written 17 scenes about lubricating this probe, Michael. One of these is going to work. Anyway, we're here for... Listen, I. someone's got to give me my own show because these ideas are going all straight straight into the trash, Michael. Where's Brandon? Brandon. This is Eye of the Needle. It's the seventh episode. The first, I don't want to, to start, start a mutiny
1: start. here, Brandon. I don't want to start a mutiny here, Brandon, but I think you and I need to go and start our own show.
0: <laughs> this is Eye of the Needle. Came out on February 20th, 1995. Teleplay goes to Bill Dial and Jerry Taylor. It's the first script from Jerry Taylor, I think, uh, as one of the co-creators of the show with Pillar and Berman. Story credit goes to badass crossover Hillary J. Bader. Directed by Heinrich right. Colby. In-universe date is 48579.4, which is 2371. And 20 years earlier, 2351. In this episode, Eye of the Needle, mm-hmm. Voyager makes contact with a Romulan ship through a wormhole that leads back to the Alpha Quadrant. So I mentioned last episode, Clay, that there were going to be Romulans in this one. There are indeed Romulans yes. in Eye of the Needle. Um I wasn't sure really, like, I um, I really like this episode. I think this is my favorite Voyager episode mm-hmm. so far. I think that my first point is mm-hmm. I think this is perfectly placed as a timing for this kind of plot in the season. Like, I, yeah. I appreciate that they didn't do this too early. I think they were going to run into a couple of patron comments about this should be, like, the, se- the season finale for the first season. I can see that, but I, mm. I think this is, like, the right the right timing for this one actually like seven episodes in we've had a few Star Trek generic adventures and we've actually started wondering, are they ever going to talk about like getting home? Is there ever going to be a plot where they actually need to go right, home? And then right. this one comes and I thought it was outside of quality of the episode. I, I was happy with the timing of this one. Would you say that you'd prefer this as a season finale? Or did you think that this was okay or was it bad timing?
1: Uh No, I think the timing is pretty good actually. Um, I, First of all, I loved this episode. I thought it was great. Yep, I really, really good. liked it. This this actually this episode was actually more of a threw me back a little bit more to breaking the ice than the mm. last one we talked about in that reference. Only because like this felt like the first real capital V voyager just in a day in the life of Voyager trying to get home kind of thing. And it wasn't sure. like it was pretty pretty straightforward. Everybody was working on the same problem. Well, I mean, the, the doctor thing was secondary plot, but the main cast was, was all working on the same problem. And it was like, it was, they were close enough to getting home that it legitimately, like, broke my heart when it turned out that they would have been 20 years too early. <laughs> like, I, I <clears throat> it was just one of, the, it was one of those things where it's like, this is, usually when they do this kind of story, it um it's like well obviously they're not going to get home it's the 7th episode of the show they're not going to make right. it back in 7 episodes <clears throat> but like the incremental movements forward and backwards i thought were um enough to really give you give you and the crew some hope um yeah. where it was not as not so obvious as to be like oh great they have a way out and you're like well no of course it's not a way out it was doesn't all, it seem
0: too good to be true, right from the start. They have to work to get there, which right. makes the heart the heartbreak exactly. all yeah, that more. Yeah, that's what effective. I was just going to say. Yeah,
1: yeah, they have to put in. They have to basically develop new technology almost in order to to figure out how to do it and and. Uh, convince <clears throat> the Romulans. I thought you no, know, it's not. It's
0: not just techno babble. Yeah. It's convincing this guy to actually like listen to them and pay attention and help them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they have to. They have to work with with the Romulans. Um, my biggest nitpick however is that in the real world this does not play out this way and it to get to the twist it is fairly contrived i think um in what sense? i don't yeah. think in a i don't think in a million years that guy is like you know what i seem to be the only person on this ship how about i come to you yeah no the, the, you're using <laughs> they're, they're contacting you from the delta quadrant and they're like we think maybe we might be able to piggyback a transporter beam onto this whatever thing we're sending through a fucking dime-sized wormhole or whatever yep yeah um 30 centimeters if you're the romulan you go okay okay guys why don't you send one of your guys over and we'll see how it goes <laughs> you know like not in a million years But obviously, that doesn't work if you do it that way.
0: And if they take this Romulan, who's flying his Romulan ship? Because no one else seems to be on that ship. He's just by himself hanging out there and doing doing nothing. I I think that's the... Yeah. On on a straight-up technical level, I would agree. I think that that's the weakest moment where he's like, I'll come to you. Don't worry about it. Here we go. You know, after being portrayed as kind of the... Suspicious Romulan in the way that Romulans are. It's also it's Von Armstrong from Enterprise. It's Admiral Forrest, which is which is great.
1: Oh, I knew he looked yeah. familiar. I <laughs> I didn't look him up, but I his face <laughs> through the makeup, I was like, I think I've seen this guy before.
0: Yeah, it's Forrest. So he he, uh, this is what landed him the Enterprise role, obviously. Um, yeah, I I think that's the weakest part of it. But I I like what I really like about this episode is that to me it feels like it's a perfect timing thing. It's well constructed. It has good moments. It has good sequences. It also manages to avoid what I've complained about in the earlier Voyager episode so far, which is that there is a lot of techno babble, but it does feel like mm. it's techno babble that at least is trying to establish the parameters yes. of their problem in a way that, like, I actually think it's kind of bad techno babble because I'm a science idiot. And I was watching it going, like, none of this sounds like it makes any goddamn sense. <laughs> like, the science here is ex- yeah. like a. Um, they say a probe gets stuck in basically a black hole in the wormhole and it, it's just stuck there. It's not like its, it's not utterly destroyed or anything. It's just kind of stuck and it can't move. I thought that was all very funny. But in general, it stayed away from what I would say. Like, you liked Parallax, but I was cr- uh, criticizing Parallax. Is like, all it is is Janeway and Torres talking at the end about like, well, if I do this thing to the blah, 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 and it's like 15 minutes of that. This was a lot of techno babble, right. but... It was extremely understandable to me. We need to figure out how to get from here through this wormhole to get to the other side. And even if not that, we need to talk to this guy. So it was a good use of techno babble, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, there was also something different about this episode that I think made me like it a lot more. But I can't really put my finger on it because, I mean, Janeway was there and Chakotay was there and <laughs> Paris was there and Kim was there. Torres was there, the doctor was, was there, there. Kess yeah. was there. That's the whole cast. I don't know. It didn't seem like it was missing much, really. Um, <laughs> it actually seemed better <laughs> somehow.
0: That's true. I, I didn't even notice that he's not in this episode at all, is he? Is he in there no. like a minute? Is nope. he in the scene? No, I don't. I don't think he's in there whatsoever. Yeah, he doesn't. Nope. He he doesn't run in. Everybody's like, getting excited is, about possibly getting home, and he's like. <laughs> building a
1: carrot sculpture in in, uh, in the, the galley or whatever
0: I mean if he was in this one he'd like you know he'd back up and his ass would hit the button that would fire a photon at the wormhole and it would <laughs> yeah. shot it and be like oh Neelix he would he would walk in he'd walk into the
1: transporter room with a with a tray of bananas right <laughs> as the Romulan guy comes in and he'd take a step and slip on a banana
0: peel and break his neck
1: <laughs> oh my god now we're never gonna get home Neelix you killed the Romulan ambassador killed
0: everybody. Yeah, I, I think that um, it also just balances – it balances that push and pull of is this going to work, is this not going to work in a way that is pretty effective, I think. when you For a series where you know they're yeah. not going to get home, it really builds effectively on, oh, man, they they might do something. what's How is this going to work out at the end here? Like how are they going to be yeah. stopped from getting home at this point, which is a good way to approach this in a series well, where you, what you know has to happen.
1: Yeah, I also think like the way they laid everything out was really smart too, because when this story started, I didn't think this was going to the they were going to build to the possibility that they might be able to get home. Mm-hmm. Because I was really interested in the way they played out who is this person we're talking to. Because they kind of inch that forward and they say it's the science vessel or whatever, and then he apparently has no time for crank calls from uh, supposedly the delta quadrant so he just hangs <laughs> up on them um but you know which and then they did some really great you know star trek stuff where they were talking about that conversation they're like oh well something's weird about that it must be right like they deduce that it's romulans trying to it, it's a right choice to and be then Romulan they go from there
0: too. the romulans are like a perfect species yeah. to talk to yeah
1: yeah, and then they go from there into the uh, the longer conversation that Janeway and he have, and then you know they they spaced that stuff out and and and, f- and and fed that thread out really nicely. So you become at least I did. I was more I was interested in who this person was, what he was going to do, and then when they f- when they get to the point where they're like, oh shit! Like they, I actually really like the way they did it too, where Torres comes like running in and she's like, I really need to talk to you right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Not here. And then they go from they go from there, passing a message off to. There's a possibility we might be able to transport over this thing. I just thought it was really well structured and really well paced out.
0: Yeah, the Tories thing was interesting because I was like, she's going to say something about why they can't do it, and I was relieved that it was not the case. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's actually excited about being able to send people home. I, yeah, I it, it felt um, the script works well as like a. Uh, I felt like they treated the ship as an entity in its situation where Janeway is kind of concerned about not letting too much good information get out because the crew might get their hopes up and then only to be dashed. But then she's like, you know, Mm -hmm, there's no mm -hmm. way we're going to keep this secret, so just do what you need to do. Um, And I thought that they, in a way that some of the previous episodes don't really show you that the ship as a whole is going through some kind of journey, I thought that they did a good job here of actually um, doing that stuff maybe some of the the weaker aspects of just the early parts are i like this romulan um i think it's tough to kind of it's tough in such a short stretch of time to have a conversation that will feel effectively like you've convinced him of anything i think it's good here but it's right. like a b minus for some reason like i'm just not super crazy mm-hmm. about it i prefer the romulan as a character like i think he's a really great romulan character he is kind of suspicious and everything but he's also honorable and he's great through the ending of everything but the story where janeway's like do you have any children he's like yes i have a child and she's like can you get us home he's like single tear rolls down his cheek and he's like yes i will try to get you home That, that was the weakest moment for him i thought but i don't know how you otherwise convince somebody in a 42 minute show to do anything
1: well, even there, I didn't really mind it too much because I think, <clears throat> I think they picked the the right kind of Romulan—a science someone on a science vessel who's not predisposed to war and to be as extremely paranoid as, as maybe a, a warship would be. Yeah, and uh, and they they do the they do the thing where when Janeway and he finally talk to each other at length and they have that conversation, he has already confirmed the fact that they are in the Delta Quadrant. And so he knows that she's telling the truth, and so he's a little bit more open to that kind of stuff. Sure. Um and and you know, they she plays, yeah, she plays the family card. Uh and she plays the it's it's uh it's it's lonely up in space card. Um <laughs> and he's like, It's true, I've been listening to David Bowie all day, and it's just really getting to me. <laughs> um But yeah, I I I didn't mind it. Um I don't really know what other kind of conversation you have, honestly. Like with the, like you're saying, with the time, yeah, frame that you have to tell the story, <clears throat> and uh, you know, I always like it when they appeal to the, for lack of a better term, humanity in the in the other species to just kind of <clears throat> going into the the core idea of. They're, they're, deep down regardless of species or race there is something everybody has in common in right. this situation
0: so. yeah that's a good point
1: a, a, a lesser show would have said what i just said out loud in the show but thank you
0: <laughs> for <laughs> doing that yeah i like him he's a, he's a good he's a good romulan i'm i'm a little hesitant because so much of my um how, how would i describe it so i'm a, i'm a, not that i'm thinking only in terms of scores of watching these episodes but i was watching this wondering if there was a point where this makes a mistake that i think knocks it down for me and i think this is mm. one of those episodes mm-hmm. where i don't think this really makes a mistake mm. but what it happens by the end of it and i don't know if this is the caliber quality of a good caliber episode or a poor or a mistake in the writing when this one was over, I was wondering, is there a better way that this could have ended? But that sounds more negative than what I actually think. Like, I like the way this ends, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I was wondering if this actually is like kind of a weakness in the franchise or like what they need to do. So, I guess the way to break it down would be I completely understand, in a Star Trek sense, that time contamination is something that they would want to avoid. In this situation, Mm -hmm. right? What I thought was Mm -hmm. really interesting was that he's only 20 years in the past. And I thought they could almost like... And this is not... Again, this is not really a criticism of this episode, but it's a way that what I was thinking about when it was over. Is there a different episode where the larger conundrum becomes can some people go back if they want to? You know, like... Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking like... If this was real life, it would be like, imagine you woke up in the middle of the Amazon forest, grain forest or something, and you're like in this like tribal area and you had no way home. But someone came to you, mm-hmm. this Romulan comes to you and he's like, I can send you back to Boston, but it's 2002, right? He's like, and "He's like, you can't tell anybody. Hell yeah, be-
1: baby. <laughs> The Red Sox are about Star to win Trek, everything. The Patriots are, are about starting. to run it, win everything. The Celtics, the Bruins. I can't. I want to relive that. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Star Trek Enterprise is airing at Absolutely, this very moment. No
1: question. So, if you went back, I think I know a- the ending. I know the ending to everybody's favorite <laughs> TV shows.
0: I think there's a my my quote unquote problem. is is I think that Janeway shuts down the option for some people to go back too quickly. And I understand why they do it as a Star Trek yes. thing. But I would be really fascinated <clears throat> if some people agreed to just go back to like the middle of Montana and live in a place that they know, but they never tell anybody about where they went and what happened to them. But right. just because they yeah. get to go home at that point. And What I think was so tantalizing is that they're kind of stuck because he has to be only 20 years in the past because it can't be so drastic that you go like, what is this ship that you're on? Like this thing looks ancient or whatever. Right, right. But 20 years is also not that big of a jump if you wanted to go home that bad. And I was thinking of, I was just thinking, what if this episode ended with 10 random non-main cast members decide to go home that way and the Voyager loses some people, but they've made a decision but it's, it runs up against this time contamination idea, which I think is a good way to stop Voyager at all from going home, but it makes me wonder about interpersonal stuff. Would some people go home? Would you choose to go home in this situation, or would you stay there? Um, In this
1: specific situation, honestly, I would probably stay. Mm, I'd go um, home, yeah. Because, well, let me tell you why. And I think this is sort of uh, expanding on the idea that you're talking about, about the further discussion that could be had here, uh, if I were to be given the option to go home, but I had to trust a Romulan to do it,
0: mm. <laughs> and I
1: was coming back from 20 years in the future from a highly advanced starship, mm. and these guys, this guy's like, you have 20 years, you have the sports, all the Gray Sports Almanac of starfleet maneuvering and military history for the next 20 years yeah i ain't i don't think i'm getting home baby i think they are putting me in a cage
0: somewhere Mm. you just remind me they don't they don't they should have um when this guy beams back like janeway should turn to somebody else and be like oh i should have told him his planet was going to blow up in 20 years (laughs) yeah
1: well she shouldn't I know that should she we're still in the we're still oh, that's, in, that hasn't happened yet in this that's time true I, that's after this.
0: uh yeah that would be after that oh that's unfortunate well anyway that doesn't work but i i understand what you mean the the conflict in that situation can be could be can we trust this romulan even as much as we want to go home is this something that is mm-hmm. feasible really and i don't think it's yeah. a knock on this episode because I, I think the episode's great but i think there's a lot of interesting angles on this idea too
1: yeah, I think the more accurate representation would probably be you can go 20 years in the past, like if we're instead, but we're not going to Boston, we're being beamed into the Al-Qaeda headquarters in 2002. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe I wouldn't go home in that situation. Yeah, th- that's, that's good. I like that. I, I think that that would have, I don't want to rewrite the episode, but I, it's it's one of those things that. It feels like it's constrained by Star Trek at that moment. Like, it has to do this Star Trek thing where it can't let anybody go, and we're going to say it's a time-contamination thing. And am I also being... Like, in my mind, it feels different than when Discovery just decided no one's going to talk about what happens to the Discovery, right? Like, I don't know why, but to me, for some reason, if you just send, like, two people back, and you're like, you have to... live in the middle of Nebraska like you can't talk to anybody about this that's the thing that you have to do to go home
1: I well god I was just I was just gonna say um <clears throat> I think what you could have done if you wanted to go it's it's tough because I think when you start getting into this it makes it takes the episode in a different in quite a different direction yes because this is set up as a slowly elevating hopeful story that they get the rug pulled out from under them at the end of the episode. This isn't... And, and, and to have this conversation, you need more room for that for them to put that in there. And I think yes. it changes the tenor of the story quite a bit.
0: It, it does, yeah. And uh, also... And I, again, I don't want to rewrite this episode, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, But I do think there's an interesting other version to do what you're talking about, where ultimately, if we combine the two things we were just talking about... There becomes a big discussion over well, why can't the people who want to go go and then ultimately Janeway has to make the decision to say no, it's too big of a security risk we can't let anybody go right And so as much as she empathizes with the crew and wants them to get home in any way shape or form, she can't as as captain of the ship, she can't do that she and also she can maybe she can see through the excitement and be like, no you this guy is great. But twenty years ago,
0: the yeah, relationships <laughs> we were bad. on great. Yeah. We
1: still weren't on great terms with the Romulans. You have twenty years of Starfleet knowledge. There's a good chance you don't get home. Yeah, and so I think I think there's a, there's an interesting story in there, but I, I do think it changes the episode quite a bit to, to tell it.
0: Yeah, what I like about that is that in this case, it's just a general sense of if we go back, someone will have a butterfly effect that will change the future forever. And I like it more of a yeah. Romulan threat being the reason why they can't do that instead of just a vague like, yeah, argument that you can never really go back in time, which the show does not believe because you always go back in time in Star Trek, so it's like you can go back in time. Right, it's right. just one of those one of those strange things. Uh, the other thing about the the ending is that I thought was really effective is that it's a double whammy of bad news. It's not just that this guy's from the uh, right the, the past. It's after he leaves, you go, oh, actually he dies. <laughs> <laughs> which is a good uh, cap on that. I like that. I, and I, I yeah. especially liked it because I actually didn't think about it until he left and they brought it up. I was like, Oh, I should have, maybe I should have been paying attention and being like, is he still alive when, when he goes back? But they cover it. Yeah. I thought that was good. I, I, I figured
1: that was coming because the whole time they're trying to figure out ways to send him back and still blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Oh, it's just the back to the future logic where, you send a you send a letter to the post office in 1885, and you say please deliver this in 1955, mm-hmm. and and it's that kind of thing. But obviously he can't do that if he never gets the letter to the post office.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like the double whammy. I thought it was good. I like Tuvox yeah. reveal. Yeah, that no, <laughs> was very good. How old? Like what year is it? And he's just like I. <coughs> excuse me.
1: Um, <clears throat> I I was expecting. A bit more of a darker ending i mean it is pretty dark obviously but what i was expecting was i was not expecting tuvok to just announce to the entire room that the guy died (laughs) i thought he was going oh i see yeah i thought like you know they're kind of ending on a bit of a high note for the crew where they're like okay well maybe we have a chance now and then tuvok is like excuse me captain could we please speak for a minute and then everybody leaves and then he tells her and then she's like you can't tell this to anybody you know, that kind of Yeah,
0: thing. that's gloomy. I I actually think it's more fitting of Vulcans that Tuvok just says it to everybody. I think that's a I that's think that's true. what a Vulcan a point, would do yeah. instead of being considerate about what's going on. Um Just kind of like a, an honest answer to this is not going to solve our problem. Excuse
1: me, Captain. I looked this Romulan up, and while we have him here, we should put him in the brig. He is a child killer. <laughs> <I
0: know. laughs> Rapist, murderer, scientist. Not deliver of important emails <laughs> it's all it's all in his log his his profile says he's very forgetful
1: and prone to losing small <laughs> flash drive sized pieces of machinery. We shouldn't trust him with our with our information
0: no so they don't they uh it's un, i guess it's i guess it's unknown at this point they don't they don't explicitly say he does not get the messages to people they just say that he it seems unlikely True. he dies before before. Voyager disappears. So, we'll see. He might have a will. They brought up a will, which is reminding me of your um there's no pictures in Star Trek it's like there's wills <laughs> in the 21st right. century. I guess, yes. I guess that makes sense. Yep.
1: Yep. Got to call a uh, Romulan notary to to witness it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The senate the Senate's very busy. Um anything else about this one? You said you really liked it. Um well, I guess we haven't talked about the, yeah, doctor, I, I, the doctor. I do want to. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Doctor plot a bit. This is my Alexa's favorite episode so far, I think, because mm-hmm. uh, the Doctor's really fighting for rights to be taken seriously as an entity. Oh, sure. Yep. Um, I, uh, my so kind of related to this, <clears throat> one of the, my, probably my favorite thing about this episode is um, I hope this is kind of, I don't know if they're doing this on purpose, but this episode had a really big <clears throat> feeling of Janeway unintentionally being an asshole yeah specifically to the doctor but also to other people as well <clears throat> um and I mean in that uh they have this long she has this long conversation with the doctor about the doctor being taken more seriously and he's like honestly I just really want people to turn me off when they leave the room and she's like that's great what if I gave you back the power to do that. She's like that'd be unbelievable and she's like okay let me see what i can do and then she leaves the room and doesn't turn him <laughs> <even.
0: clears> off. <throat> he had stuff to do he and then drag quarter
1: earlier in the episode uh kess comes into janeway's place and she's like oh thanks for joining me i was about to have some soup let's have some soup together and she goes to the replicator mm-hmm. to make two drinks and yeah. i was thinking the whole last episode was about conserving energy because she couldn't
0: make coffee i don't know what's going on with the replicator they said replicated <clears throat> rations yeah. in the last episode too so i don't know what the fuck that means like why are you eating rations out of the replicator have some filet mignon right. or something right. if you're going to be using the demo. i know. <laughs> i don't know what th- i don't know what that is. i mean it's obviously just a plot driving thing but it's kind of annoying how inconsistent they are with that stuff yeah. uh, early on the doctor, um Which
1: well the the thing that I, I find interesting about it and makes me think if it's actual choice is that it does <clears throat> it's if it is if they are doing that stuff with Janeway on purpose, mm. that does kind of undermine her and make her look like an inexperienced captain who like kinda doesn't keep things in mind all the time. Sure. Um so they they can't be doing that on purpose because it's like I, I think it's just viewing the scene a certain way and maybe right. like these are some plot threads that they are choosing not to follow up on and like whatever.
0: I'd prefer Janeway to be inexperienced. I think that would actually be a good trait for her. In sure, this. yeah. Like I think that would add to her um, characterization, I think. The Doctor, I was fascinated by the Doctor thing. Um I thought that was a really good subplot and probably almost like deserves its own yeah. episode because... Um. You know the his treatment from the guy who's obviously masturbating too much and straining his wrist every other day and coming back in. Yeah. And, and what is this
1: guy doing? <laughs> what is he's this guy gym. doing? Is he? he spends, I, you know what he's doing? He's spending. <laughs> he's spending way too much time in in Paris's program. Yeah, he's French in the Shea. Whatever, whatever that place on. is. Yeah,
0: Shea <clears throat> Francine or something. Yeah, but that guy does not have the body that he's spending 6 hours a day in the gym and i don't i don't buy his excuse that that's what's actually happening here but um the no. doctor so it's interesting it starts off with this thing where it's like the doctor should be taken seriously because he's a sentient creature he passes the turing test it's weird that no one treats him like a real person because this is star trek and then you're like oh this is mm-hmm. written in 1994 or 94 or whatever. You know, this is a kind of cutting edge concept to have like a computer that's literally just a person talking to you. And what does that mean? <laughs> so it's like, oh, of course he's a person. And of course he passes the Turing test and he should be treated as a sentient creature. And it's wrong that they turn him off. The flip, when Kes comes in and is like, did you hear? We can all get beamed out of here. And he's like, I can't go. I thought it was brilliant because yeah. I immediately was like, yeah. Well, he has to fucking stay. He's not a real person. You know, it's like I feel bad for him, but he's not real at the same time. And it was like, I thought the way that they bounced between the two ways that you can view the doctor was kind of genius. And I wish the whole episode, there was a whole episode focused on that yeah. because that was a great idea. What if the doctor has to stay and he can't leave? And should you feel bad about that? You know?
1: Yeah. No, I thought all that stuff was great. <clears throat> um, and it's it doesn't take up a, the bulk of the episode. But they, the scenes that they do are focused enough in what they're trying to do that it really uh, makes them maximizes what they're about and the story that they're telling. Also, just gonna say, I think Kess having the hots for the holographic doctor is more interesting <laughs> than her and Neelix because, like, I this is like two episodes, two episodes in a row where I'm seeing the scenes between them and thinking. She wants to have sex with this robot <laughs> she,
0: ghost. She does. It's too bad that other guy who she can't be named is is hanging around. I like Kess and the doctor. It's a good pair. They make they make a lot of sense with each other. Yeah, I think it's great. She mellows <laughs> him out. She's motivated to be like the nurse that he kind of needs and like the friend that respects him and stuff like that. Um it's a it's a way it's just a pairing that makes sense in the way that wire Neelix and she together that makes absolutely no sense at right. all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, it it
1: is. This is an interesting episode, though, because like this is one where you you're talking about the the uh, um, thinking that they changed the costumes too early, and i I was thinking about that a bit too, because on the one hand, I really like how this is very streamlined as far as the story that they're telling and how it plays out, but on the other hand, I was kind of thinking, I wonder what the difference of opinion would be here regarding handling this between Starfleet people and Maquis people.
0: Maquis would go home. And like
1: Chakotay, yeah, Chakotay may as well not have been in this episode. Mm -hmm. He's like, he barely has anything to do. And I think he would actually, um, offer an interesting perspective, but he, he's tough because like he's not really the Maquis perspective. He's, Kind of the one tr- keeping everybody in line. So if you're going to have anybody offer that perspective, it would have to be probably Torres. Torres yeah. But she's not doing it because she's working on the thing. Yep.
0: Um, as drawn in, in Paris, this, she's also I mean, has Paris the least was, reason to go home too. She like Torres is set up right. as I don't yeah. have any reason to go home. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Paris also may as well have not. Did, does he have lines in this? Barely yeah, he any, says techno babble. Barely in the episode, yeah. techno babble stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but i will say on the flip side uh harry kim already a better character than than mayweather they actually <laughs> gave him quite a bit to do in this one and it was actually pretty good
0: yeah he's he's he finds the wormhole he, he does stuff like that and and yeah i think he's he's good um i'm realizing now like we t- we made fun of it in enterprise i actually have very little immediate recall about what the roles of the characters are in the show like i i was i was I don't know if they've mentioned yes. that Kim is ops yet. Like he does data's job on TNG no. and stuff like that. Oh, okay, all right. Um, sure. Tuvok is security, and ta- he's Worf basically. Paris is mm-hmm. the helmsman. He's like Wesley, I suppose. Like that's kind of it. And yeah, Chicote mm-hmm. and stuff makes sense, but it doesn't immediately pop to me that those are what those those characters do. Which is a small thing. I'm sure I'll sink into it. But um,
1: no, it was nice that uh, when the Romulans showed up, Janeway took a minute to remind everybody what everybody on the ship does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Establish it, maybe. Maybe they haven't even established it. It's just they stand mm-hmm. in certain places. Yeah, I um I liked this one. I thought it was good. I you know, I don't want to keep bashing on Enterprise. I thought this was this is maybe better than every episode of Enterprise but one episode of Enterprise. Like I think observer effects might be better than this, yeah. but that's about it to me. I yeah, I was I think what this show has done extremely successfully to this point, only seven episodes in, is that I like this cast of characters better. You know, it's yeah. just like I feel bad yep. if they can't go home in a way that is yep. really neat in how quickly they establish this. Like, it's just a mm-hmm. a likable group. They're just kind of fun to be around in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> um,
1: regardless of whether or not I know what their positions are, <clears throat> excuse me. The difference between this crew and the Enterprise crew is, I, I mean, you know, it. it the, the, they got the important thing right. Like on Enterprise, <clears throat> I more or less know what everybody's position mm-hmm. is, but I don't know who they are as yeah, people. Yeah. In In Voyager, I don't really know what their positions are, but I know who they are as people.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's that's a good contrast. Um, It's neat. I I think it's good. Uh, Anything to say about this one before we go to final thoughts? I guess we can just use final thoughts to make our final points about it, but um, we'll do that now. Patreon.com slash The Penske File. If you guys are interested in supporting the show and you want to hear continuing coverage of, or you want to support continuing coverage of Voyager, it's the place to go. Patreon.com slash The Penske File get all the Picard coverage. I think Picard is still going at this point. If not, Strange New Worlds is starting up and we're probably covering that because of how successful the Patreon has been recently. So if you want coverage of new Trek stuff, go to patreon.com slash the There's a whole bunch of other stuff too. Clan a man do a horror series on Stephen King this year, this fiscal year. Um, we have some hundred plus podcasts going back quite a ways. There's all sci-fi stuff. Event Horizon, which has been on the Discord recently, is up there. Jurassic Park, blah, blah, blah. Good stuff. And as always, our captain to supporters get a special thank you. Special thank you goes to Ben Douglas, Tark Latif, Andrew Sherlock, Joint Mango, Cal Barrett, Christian Pouch, Mike Martinette, Matthew Ross, Michael Pond, Matt Cutler, Brendan Howells, Nick Sergey, Grim Santo, Sean, Bradley Killins, Dwayne Hackett, Vault 13 Hero, Kevin Reyes, Jordan Cooper, Darth Moss, Russell Els, Stephen Minton, HH28, Terek Zajac, Paul Roscoe, Jake 123, Patrick Seba, Dave Davies, Point X to G, Barry Wallace, Jamie Crow, Captain Brazick, Eric's Antoine, Jake's Gammer, Kevin Lowry, Nick the Rat, William Schleisler, Rahan, Jaffer, Gropple John, Zorn, Zane Majors, Olivier Pardur, Tom Hickey, Jose Hunters, EWNF remixes, Captain Munchausen, James McLennan, Dizbrot, Jonas, Tommy Tango, Admiral Nakamura. Edmark Star, Starr Tuvix Must Die Chris McLaughlin Royo Jeremy, Brood- Jeremy Boudreau Ridge for the Machine J-Man The Undiscovered Mugato Robbie Duffield Daniel Adam And Atanga Udom Thank you very much everybody for supporting the show We like support And thank you for uh, valuing the content that we put out there Anyway, let's go to Patreon comments If you're a patron, you can leave your thoughts If you're $5 and up, we read them on the show Norman Buckwold says, there's a lot of these. I apologize if I trim some comments down a little bit, but we have we have limits, um, time limits, just of what is possible. You
1: guys got to stop using commas to get around the five-sentence
0: rule. People are None of this really stretching shit. grammar in a way that Grammarly is not happy about if I click on this and highlight and say, Grammarly, tell me what's wrong with this. But I know there's a this lot is
1: not say. This is not Finnegan's way. <laughs> this is Star Trek comments. Okay?
0: Imagine the comment box is... The size of Harry Kim's wormhole, right? And you got to fit all your thoughts into this thing. <laughs> and they're getting stuck because they're too big. Norma Buckwald says, "I had the Needle is the first of the very good episodes of Voyager. Yes, a will they, will they Get Home episode will be common in this series. And this is definitely one of the best. The twist of the different time frames. Please remember this preceded DS9's sound of her voice. So this was truly new at the time. Overall, it's a pretty good episode because of the acting characterization quality of the Romulan character and more five tiny wormholes out of five. Alex says, I was... You know,
1: it's funny. I uh, I was thinking about that Deep Space Nine episode and I think that actually um, <clears throat> stopped me from predicting exactly what was going to happen because I was like, oh yeah, there's that one where they're talking to the person and it turns out that they it's like an old signal they've been dead for like 50 years or something yeah i didn't think that they were it was going to be the same thing but it is more or less the same thing
0: yeah not dead just time it's very fact sort of though. time travel it's not really time travel in ds9 it's just like yeah. a timed away yeah. or something like that but um right yeah I, I think that oh we'll get to that at the very end alex says i always like this episode the twist at the end with the romulan dying before we could hand over the messages was a nice way of creating some ambiguity I don't know if he knows that or if he's just assuming. That being said, I feel introducing an Alpha Quadrant alien only a handful of episodes in speaks volumes to the lack of creative ideas for the show about braving the unknown. The uh, three probe shafts stuck in a tight wormhole out of five. James McClendon says, maybe this one comes too early in the show. I think the premise might have been more suited for a finale. However, I find this one very compelling, and the guest star Romulan brings a great humanity to the role. When the crew finds out the Romulan died years prior, it's devastating. If only they didn't muddy the water with so many more. Will they get home plots after this? Because they never do one better. Four out of five. I do
1: understand the thought that this would be a good finale. I think because... It feels like especially a exclamation point your on the season sort of yeah 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 if you spend your season especially doing like one-off episodic stuff just in the delta quadrant and then you finally come back around I think yeah I think it would I think it would have been a good season finale but I don't I don't have a problem with where it is currently
0: What I I agree that I think this does work as a season finale what I like about the timing here is that it's good to be reminded that the show is still aware that they're stuck somewhere. You know, I haven't really gotten that sense, and mm-hmm. I, I think they yeah. needed a good episode to establish that they, they do have stakes and are trying to get home, and that that's what this is. Jonathan and yeah. Jake came I Morris. will say...
1: Go ahead. Um, if this was a season finale, I think they probably might do it a little bit closer to what we were talking about before, where they, were, they add a lot more kind of drama into the yep. decision. Because I think that's the one thing it's not a negative in this episode, but like it doesn't have that much intensity to it. And I think if you if this was gonna be your season finale story, especially given where you start like the season finale is when you really kind of like bring up the the core concepts of the show. Um, so I feel like this the season finale version of this probably does have the Maki point of views come out it probably does bat around more of the ethics of of whether or not they can be sent back it probably does have a bit more of an intense downer ending maybe yeah um but yeah so i think as it stands i think it's better as a as a mid-season
0: show yeah i i think it's just i think there are ways to punch up the conundrum here that they're that they are dealing with and i think that in a sort of middle of the season episode it's fine to do what they did but it is it like I I I I don't know if it's a I don't I don't even really know if it's a problem. I'll be interested when we get to the end of this to think about it. I had the needle from J.K. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moore says this episode is so clever with raising hopes and expectations until the very end, but then thematically this should have been the last episode of season one, not already the fifth episode where we're talking to dead Romulans in a part of the galaxy far far away. Four stuck microprobes out of five. Concedo says, this is a quiet little gem with two traditional enemies building understanding in a difficult situation. So, it's so Star Trek. It's just a shame that the actor playing the Romulan was a little bit on the wooden side. Royo says, this is one of the standard will-they-get-home-no episodes, and unfortunately, they lean way too hard on that aspect of the plot. Even more unfortunately, the guest star Romulan Admiral Forrest is lacking that personable... Uh, personable charisma he'll have an enterprise making that aspect a little bit dull i find this frustrating to watch since it's so obvious they aren't getting home six episodes in and there's not enough character work to carry the entertainment factor what little they do with the doctor puts enterprises serialization to shame but it's still a little bit dry two out of five patrick Seba says wow. blue steel eyes to screen Talek, you are a dream calls janeway in bed but oh wait he's dead So needs must, a quick tug, and we'll wipe the slate clean. Three form-fitting, but ultimately bland satin pajamas out of five. I was expecting her to give him something that, to really convince this Romulan that (laughs) that she's worth saving. It's only voice chat, unfortunately, in that scene where Mm -hmm. she's in her pajamas. They they hadn't hooked up the visuals at that point. Latte Librarian says, not a lot of tension since we know they're not getting home. It feels like the show doesn't quite know how to deal with a female captain, pajama-wise. At least they didn't put her in a baby doll. Three time jumps out of five. (laughs) I was at least happy to
1: notice that she had pants on. Yeah. And it wasn't just a, like, negligee. Nighty. Um, So I guess that's progress, I guess.
0: Yeah. She's, um... Trust me. I had notes. How old is Mulgrew? When this is happening. I think her hair does a lot to really knock her uh, down quite a bit. Do you want to look up how old she is as I do this? This is yeah. 1995, though this episode came out. Uh, Kate Mulgrew. Latte librarian gives three-time jump. 66. Steps. is She is
1: now. So she was like... Yeah, she's 66 now, so she's she was like
0: in 30s Yeah, 35-ish. Okay. 35, so she's, yeah. she's actually a little bit older than I thought she was at this point. Um, I would have guessed around Mm -hmm. 30. But her, um, my point was her... I don't think she has a great haircut in in this first season. Um, There's so much hair. Yeah, it's a lot of hair. It's very uh, swoopy and stuff like that. I don't know if Janeway ever gets a great haircut, but maybe it's because she's Mm -hmm. older than I thought she was Mm -hmm. when this is going on. So they're trying to make her... Like, are they trying to... It comes back to my thing about not really understanding Janeway. If she, if she was younger, I think her haircut makes her look older, and it was a bad haircut decision. But if she's supposed to be older, I understand mm-hmm. what they're doing with it. I don't know. Well, I mean,
1: if if you're going with the idea that she is an, an inexperienced captain who is working on trying to be taken seriously, and a haircut that makes her look older might be on purpose. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. That, I would agree you know, with that. I don't, I don't really
1: think it makes her look... I don't really think it makes her look that much older. Um,
0: 35 is, yeah, I'd probably say she looks like she's about 35 okay. here. Yeah. yeah. Point G says, this has always been a favorite of mine. I think it's the first really great episode. The back and forth with the wormhole and something hopeful followed by a complication and the back to hopeful is really cleverly done. Armstrong is always welcome on track and the scene with him and Janeway talking about being separated from their families is well done. It does suffer a bit from Gilgan's Island Syndrome, and that we know this can't be the way home. The B story with the doctor has been set up for several eps now. Both his and Janeway's realization that he has to be a part of the crew will bring in a path for much character development. Matt Ross says, an interesting idea. So I have a question mm-hmm. for you. <clears throat> Maybe we can talk
1: about this after we get through. Maybe we should save this for Picard. I don't know, <laughs> but we're, we're on. We're we can save all our good Voyager ideas from the Voyager. Yeah. I know. But the Voyager stuff is what's making me think of it. Um, with all the, the the common the the problems that people have with quote unquote fan service in the new Star Trek, how do people feel about in let's say the TNG movies when you have the Doctor show up from Voyager or in Nemesis? You've got Janeway show up, or you've got uh, yeah. um references made to the defiant and stuff like that is that not kind of in the same ballpark as i mean obviously they're doing more of it in picard but is that not i feel like people traditionally love that stuff in those movies like do people groan when admiral
0: janeway shows up in nemesis no i don't think so um i would have to i'm trying to think now of how picard brings up its fan service I think mm-hmm. that it if I were if I were to say something just kind of off the top of my head it does feel like when um in the f- first contact movie after we had watched that for the podcast I remembered you saying oh I didn't know that the defiant is from DS9 like so you had been watching first contact being unaware yes. of the yeah. Defiant and that this is actually a ship that we've seen before but I feel like the modern Picard yeah. series even if you hadn't seen DS9 if if first contact was done in the way that modern Picard is done you would be unable to not recognize that this is a callback. You know what I mean? Like there's a kind of subtlety mm-hmm. when they did it originally that they weren't having characters go, "It's the ship from deep space 9 coming about, sir." You know, it's <laughs> it's a little bit it's a little bit more natural feeling than that. Um does mm-hmm. Picard even call her. Jane I guess. White? I
1: guess the thing I'm thinking of. <clears throat> oh, I'm not sure. I guess I'm thinking of like the skull scene. Yeah. Like, is it is calling out the fact that it's Gul Dukat's skull and that it's uh, Martok's skull? Is that really more than the the Doctor from Voyager and the Defiant showing up in in First Contact?
0: Well, my problem with the skull scene, not to spoil our Picard talk, there is that um, that would be like if. Uh, if in that Borg fight in First Contact, they're like the Defiance is here. Also, the Voyager and the Enterprise A. You know, it's like it's all these ships that you're like ultimately <laughs> yeah, familiar yeah. with are showing up, and it's like this is a lot of coincidence that this mm-hmm. is all happening yeah. at this point.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Matt Ross says we can have, we can continue that once I refresh myself on a Picard episode, we can come back to that and like re reassess mm-hmm. where we stand yeah. on it. An interesting idea of a way home or at least a communication on the way home through a micro wormhole, more character development of the doctor and some of Kim. It's nice to see the doctor become self-aware. The fact that the way home is a time dilation and the communications would have been on hold for 20 years, if even since at all, combined with the disappointment at the conference room and the twist ending, I think weighed more heavily on Janeway at the ending, uh, at the ending again, questioning her choices. Three time paradoxes out of five. Eric McGowan says, I always enjoy this one, giving the crew hope of making it home and then taking it away in a surprising way with a twist with their communication that the Alpha Quadrant is this wrong with their twist in the communications with this Alpha Quadrant Romulan is that he's in the past. The ambiguous ending with the crew not knowing if he passed on the message is a nice touch. Four out of five. Kyle Barrett Eye of the Needle. Now this is the type of depressing shit I want from this show. After some time wasting techno babble, we get an episode with a great second half, which finally taps into some of the drama of the show's premise. Introducing a Romulan so soon as the series could feel cheap, but the species' secrecy and deceit make them the perfect choice. And the ending, where Tuvok goes full Dale Cooper and asks what year it is, is such a well-done emotional gut punch. The (laughs) subtle excitement and disappointment is so well played throughout the episode, and the scene with Harry and B'Elanna is the conversation the show has desperately needed. Finally, having characters discuss home instead of feeling complacent being out in the Delta Quadrant. Best episode of the first season. Four nice and tight Harry Kim wormholes out of five. Christian Pouch says, I gladly forgive the, I know there's no way they can get home already because this episode is great. The back and forth between optimism and disappointment is well-paced and keeps you invested. The ending is absolutely crushing in its delivery. Admiral Forrest is a great guest actor and nails the forlorn Romulan scientist who is both typically suspicious but can't hide his excitement at the prospect of this technological feat they are attempting. The B-plot with the Doctor, while well, not really linked, is a great character building for the Doctor and Cass and Janeway, and it doesn't annoy or take up much time. Five out of five. Kieran Simmons says, Good episode, despite knowing the crew can't get home. Could have been more interesting if they'd returned 20 years early and debating if they should do that or stay in the Delta Quadrant in their own time kind of what we talked about. Jonas says, This is nearly up there with phage in terms of quality. It was a very effective and entertaining episode. It also reinforced the idea that the viewer doesn't mind the absurdity of the science if the human drama is compelling and provocative. When that is the case, the science can become background. Thank you very much. Brent Mays says... It's the first episode that actually felt like Trek and Voyager. Maybe it's the contact with the Romulans. We obviously knew they couldn't have found their way home that fast. It's odd that this Romulan isn't more standoffish because he was 20 years in the past when the Romulans and Federation tensions should have been higher than in the TNG era. It probably wasn't a good idea to send those messages back in time. It could have changed the timeline. Nice concept, but maybe it seems like a different species could have been on the receiving end. Two more. Darth Moss says, great premise, pretty depressing. Really appreciate them front-loading the character development for the Doctor. He and Janeway are breakout stars so far, better than any character from Enterprise or Discovery. Four time dilations out of five. Grapple John Zorn with the final comment for Eye of the Needle. T- uh, Kim's tiny hole is too small for Paris to just punch his way through. A pity. I'm sure that Slash fans have fixed that. Three out of five. Thank you, <laughs> patrons, for leaving your thoughts about Eye of the Needle patreon.com slash the Penske where you go if you want to support the show and leave your thoughts about the upcoming episodes clay i had the needle hmm. your favorite episode of the series so far seven episodes in or whatever we are yeah yes what are you going to give it yes. on our rating yeah. here
1: um i'm going to give it a four yeah uh i think it's I I don't disagree with what you said, that this might be better than the majority of episodes from Enterprise. Um, And I know that I've given a couple fives in Enterprise, but again, I I work on the show-to-show thing, so it's like...
0: It compromises your entire rating system. I (laughs) haven't (laughs) seen enough... Your ratings are I haven't (laughs) seen enough
1: yeah basically i haven't seen enough voyager to know if this is like a five for voyager or if this is a four for voyager like i feel like fives are fives are ones that i would put on overall lists of of star trek shows and so like a five in enterprise might be lower on the list of like the hundred best episodes of star trek but it would probably still be there um so yeah, I well, if I say it that way, I would give this a 5, I think. But yeah, I'm going to go with a 4 with with the option to possibly change as we go along. This is it's it's tough cuz like this doesn't stand out as objectively as a 5 as like Duet yeah. or something like that yep. does. Um because <clears throat> I do think it is a great use of the concept and the and the the inherent problem of the show, but I think as we were sort of talking about it, it is kind of missing a little bit of a oomph to it to
0: really kind of push it over the edge. Yeah, to me, it's it's obvious to me on my system that this is at least a four. Like, this is the first Voyager I go, like, people should yeah. watch this one. This one's pretty good. I think that, like, if you're doing right. a, a watch-through of Voyager's first season, this is probably the after Caretaker, the first episode that I'd say that for. Like, you should watch this one. I was wondering why it doesn't get to a five, and I don't think it quite gets to a five for me. I think that really, if it's only personal taste, it's like it doesn't really feel, like if someone puts this on a list of the greatest Star Treks ever, I'd say, "Eh, that's probably down at the bottom, I would think about that. But it's it's also just the, to hit a five level, I think it has to go back to what we were saying, not just because it's like personal preference, but it's like there has to be some, real meaty problem with going back outside of just time shenanigans. We can't fuck with time. That's the wrong thing. If there had been a really great reason why they couldn't go back and maybe some people did go back and it's a real conflict or Janeway can't send them back even though people want to because it's something, I think that's potentially a five. As it stands now, this is a great structured paced episode that has a neat little ending on it that makes you think about things, but it doesn't really move into like all time greatness for me, but it's the first season of a show. A solid four is no, uh, nothing to sneeze at. I think in that case,
1: is this the first time in the history of this time travel cliche where saying if we go back in time, we might ruin the future actually stops people from going back in time. Could be. Yeah. Oh. It's usually it's usually put on the table, and then somebody is like, well, I mean, we're going to try not to, obviously. Well, I, I didn't even realize that until it until you
0: just said that, but they kind of break their own rule by the Romulan coming, seeing the future, and then they send him back. You know what I mean? Like, that's... That, True. Like, <laughs> they've <laughs> yes. altered the past by doing that, So, but he agreed yeah. not to say anything, just like they did in Discovery, and I, I had a problem there, It's... But.
1: It kind of, like, what you're talking about there is the is the thing that they address and solve by yesterday's Enterprise, mm-hmm. isn't it? Where it's like the Enterprise C comes through the wormhole or whatever it is, and then they have they send them all back, but then they get blown up and they die. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter who
0: saw what from the future. I would have, as soon as they transport him back and he fades in, I would have just cut, it would have been like one of those just... Um, not a jump, but just like where all the actors are standing in the same place and someone snaps their finger and it cuts into a customer thing and they're all wearing Romeo and uniforms and like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I think- Get them back. <laughs> Get them back. I give it a four out of five. I really like this one. I do think that this is only Observer Effect from Enterprise is better than this Star Trek Voyager episode. So um, nothing to say about Voyager, but... I think it's just been more effective of a show at this point. I liked it. I, I enjoyed this one. I thought this was a really good episode of Star Trek. Uh, yeah,
1: I was pleasantly surprised by it. Um, I keep waiting for this first
0: season to really kind of like let me down, and it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't done it yet. We'll see. It's still time. Uh, that's it. Thank you, for everybody, for listening. We both give it fours out of five. It's I of the Needle. Thank you very much for listening and supporting the show. Patreon.com slash The Penske if you want to support us there. Claire, do you have anything you want to say before we go? Um, as always,
1: my graphic novel, Bloody Hell, is currently on shelves. And depending on what month we are in, I don't know if this is April. This is April, this definitely out, April. But, uh, yeah. April. Mm. I've got a new book coming out called Poser, which is either out or coming out very soon. It's a punk rock slasher horror graphic novel. that takes place in the California punk scene. It's very fun. <clears throat> you should be able to find that at your local stores and on Amazon. And thank you guys for listening to the Rotten Horror Picture Show and Badass. Batman Beyond is where we are. Mm -hmm. Badass. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting.
0: Check it all out. Support the show Patreon. If you want Star Trek Picard coverage and Star Trek Strange New Worlds, that's where you have to go. If you want all the extra stuff, patreon.com slash the Penske file. That's it. I had the needle. We both gave it fours. We're done. The next episode is, what the hell is the next one? It is Ex Post Facto, which is a fun title. I don't know anything about the episode. We'll see when we get there. Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Should we
1: in solidarity shave our beards when, when Pike Mike shaves his beard? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well Will Strange New Worlds have given us a, a reason to go on with our lives? If so, I'll gladly shave at the end of it if I go, This has reaffirmed my decision to remain alive <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They've already yes. um we're each be-
1: follicle. Each follicle, a piece of clothes in my emotional baggage.
0: (laughs) We're going to be way out of time just because of the backlog here, but they've announced a season two of Strange New Worlds already. Kirk's in it. Wow. Okay, sure. Uh, Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, he is. Seriously? Yeah, Kirk. They've they've cast... Who the hell is it? He's on the Discord here. Of
1: of course they have.
0: His name is... is, is Everyone else can leave because we've already been talking about this for six weeks at this point, but his name is... Paul Wesley. Do you know him? Paul Wesley? Yeah. He looks like Kirk in this photo.
1: He does. Yeah, he's got a good Kirk look to him. Yeah, all right. Sure. We'll see. Fine, let's do it.
0: (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the content. See you later.